Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. I am Dan Lyons. I am Dan Enden. And uh, our boy Dan Enden's super excited today. This is like the most enthusiastic I've ever seen him about uh, a movie that we've had to watch. I'm, I'm fucking riotous. He's riotous. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be doing um, a little movie blues montage for you where we watch something fucking terrible. Or, I mean, the only other time we've done this, I guess, was Grind. Not terrible. So that's disagreed upon by my co-host instantly. But when we watch something super terrible and you'll get to hear parts of the movie and our live reaction to it, um, today we're going to be doing, regrettably, Son of the Mask. Which, um, which Dan has never seen. Dan Lyons this has never has seen it. dude has watched 13 Saw movies while hating all of them. Terrible. Never watched Son of the Mask. Never bothered because it looked like it was going to really be bad. Have you seen Dumb and Dumberer? No. Okay. The the one with actual Jim Carrey? And... No, no. That's Dumb oh, and Dumber 2. I've seen the one with the kids. Yeah. That I've seen. That's I have favorite. not seen the most recent actual sequel. What do you feel about Dumb and Dumberer? comparatively to the first one like there's no universe where it can be compared to the first one but if i had to do it i'd say that it was a serviceable try okay so you'd give it more than like a zero i would give it like a one all right and on that note we come to son of the mask (laughs) it's well known to our listeners how much i love the mask yeah um I also love the mask. Yeah. It's kind of a rarity across the board, especially with something from that time period that we're we're totally in agreement. But I thought the mask was great. I loved um, all the like elements of sci-fi and just like craziness and just obviously Jim Carrey batting a thousand the entire time, maybe even more than any other movie he ever did from that period of time. So yeah, the mask is like the reason I am how I am. Like I got the mask. I got my grandfather to buy it for me on VHS when I was like four and a half years old. I was like, look wacky guy on the cover he thought it was a kids movie and from then on that's why i never seen any disney movies because all i wanted to watch was the mask hmm. shit like the mask well there isn't a lot of shit like the mask and i think we're gonna find out today that there's that's yeah. what you are if kiss a big nothing <laughs> that's the new soundboard that i have guys uh <laughs> got hilarious uh hilarious look ma like i'm roadkill <laughs> uh let's get it going people Hi. Oh, have you heard this one, Dan? Hold on to your overjets. It's time for an overhaul. <laughs> Crazy taxi. Uh, that was from the mask, actually? No, I know. I just That was the voice you were going to do. You were doing like the Crazy Taxi guy. I love that guy. Shout out to the offspring. Huh. I was supposed to rap for this one, but I'm not gonna do it. Because it seems insensitive. And I'm not very good at it. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. And I'm the king of the rumba beat. He's a very modest guy. Alright, let's watch that, dude. What's that? <laughs> the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Should we turn this off and just watch the mask? Great movie. <laughs> All timer. All timer. Dorian Tyrell. Dorian Tyrell, great villain name. Terrifying. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> no. When he gets the mask on, he's like terrifying yeah. to look at. And the completely. fact that he has like a boss who's a villain to him, wild. I'm worried about this movie we're about to watch, Dan. <laughs> I'm concerned. Like I, I avoided this for a reason. I didn't want this spawn because Dan constantly watches Jamie Kennedy's YouTube series. <laughs> I do. I Dan's find... a huge Jamie Kennedy fan. Oh no, I'm a huge fan of watching a broken man. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I was a big fan of Chris Rock in Spiral. It's just watching someone either on the verge of a breakdown or, or riding their way straight to one. So. Yeah, so this is related to a previous episode where Dan was relaying the the nuggets that Jamie Kennedy has been leaving behind on the internet um, about how he chose, he had all the opportunities in the world and instead he chose this movie and now his life's ruined 20 years later. So on that note... Dan, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking... A Pabst Blue Ribbon. No, dude. Don't do that. You know what you're supposed to say. Mixed. With a Black Cherry Seagram's Escapes! Seagram's yeah. Escapes. Tell Sip me, happiness. Yeah. Suck it. Um. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, um, today's podcast is, all, as always, brought to you by Seagram's Escapes. It's what we're both drinking right now. I'm drinking mine. On the rocks in a tumbler. <laughs> it's not scotch. It's not. It's not. Um, 
Uh, no, I need scotch today to get through this one. I feel like this is going to be... What's like a good word Dan for something drink, that... <laughs> what's a good word for something that is so bad that it like scares you and it like scars you? I'm sure the Germans have a lot of words for it. It starts with like an H. Harrowing? <laughs> yes, harrowing. I'm expecting this to be to harrow me. <laughs> I'm going to be fully harrowed by the end of this. Yeah. Um, my prediction, let's do predictions up front for Golden Gun rating. Uh, Dan, what do you think you're going to give this one? I know you've already seen it, but you know you're going to see it with fresh eyes tonight. When was the last time you think you saw it? The last time I watched *Son of the Mask*. Uh, let's see, I saw it in theaters, and then oh, I watched it. Oh, I watched it, it theaters on demand to see if it was as bad as I remembered it, and then I watched part of it like in college and turned it off. Oof, my own. And then. That's yeah. a lot of times, dude. It's two and a half times. <laughs> that is an insane amount of times to attempt to watch Son of the Mask <laughs> or to have seen it at all or or even get to the point where you're like, let's watch Son of the Mask. When you're hanging out with a bunch of people in a basement, and you're drinking and just fucking scrolling cable and Son of the Mask is on. It's like, throw that on. This will be fucking ridiculous. Okay. I guess with that, um, we're going Sorry, to Sorry, we didn't all go to film school, Dan. <laughs> I tried. We were all using Antichrist as a drinking game. Um... Great movie. I'm sure it'll be. This will be just as good as that. Very similar. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's get ready to watch *Son of the Mask*. Okay. <laughs> but how are people gonna sync up at home? <laughs> you sounded like Mayor of Easttown. Harry's gonna sync up at home. Look at that New Line Cinema, oh, dude. Does God, anything I love fuck- it. Yeah, that noise. God, it feels oh. good. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Should I run soundboard samples during this movie? <laughs> I, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to turn it off. All right, here we go. Radar Pictures, thank you. Yeah, Radar Pictures. It's n- something no one's ever heard of. These are businesses that went out of business <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> Look at that CGI. Edge yeah. City. Begging for it. We're immediately Edge presented daddy. with a tonally different situation than the original mask. Yeah, we're more in like the Tim Burton. We're, yeah, we're in like the Death Becomes Her vibe. No, honestly, we're like almost to like Batman Forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. In flavor right now and, and in music. The Mafulu represent a fascinating example of failed culture. People of the Mafulu communicated. Oh, God, no. Ben, ben Stein, baby. Ben, why? Although that's actually less Ben, how did they get you to do this? Too many people want his money. Too many people want his money. Bob Hoskins as Odin. Oh, no. <laughs> Randy Endelman. Music by Randy Endelman. It's, it's Danny Elfman's cousin. Randy Endelman. This is Odin. Oh no, we're doing Norse all the Norse stuff now. Just because they mentioned it in one old. sentence in the first movie. Yeah. They're like, this is what, Loki's Loki? Loki's yeah. Thor, God of Thunder, with his oh, Thor, Dan. It's like an MCU movie. You, so you should be into it. Wait, I, I think I love this. Oh, yeah, right. I was just about to get to him. That's Loki, Norse God of Mischief. Oh, no. He was also known as the Trickster. The Jew. Again, we're Jewish. Dan, don't don't patch up. Don't patch up my. I have employers. Don't patch me up. Yeah, and they know you're Jewish. Please, they're around you every day. I'm just trying to trying to get a leg up. Well, your employers are gonna sit down and listen to a play-by-play of Son of the Mask. That's what's gonna happen, Dan. Seriously, get off your shit. <laughs> it's a metaphor, Mr. Ricus. everyone. The mask is a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Metaphorically speaking. Oh, God. Loki's face turned into a green monster face. Alan Cummins has gone full Dorian Tyrell in the first two minutes of this movie. Oh, no. He looks like a member of KISS. <laughs> he looks like a member of KISS got sick. All right, getting the first taste of this movie CGI. Really rough. Ben Stein's face has been removed from his body. Ben Stein's face left his body like silly putty. (laughs) He said it at the same time as me. Wait, Fringe City and Edge City? Which, uh, where did Jim Carrey live? In Edge City? 
uh, some other ambiguous green-tinted city. Oh, is there going to be a baby mask? That's what this is one. This this one's about, right? It's just baby. a mask, bro. Okay. I mean, it's just a baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, so J Jamie Kennedy has been hit in the in the nuts already, but has not had a line of dialogue. Right in the nads. Still hasn't had a line of dialogue. When are you two going to have one for yourselves? Still hasn't. When I pay off my student loans. The man has not said a word yet in this movie. What is he waiting for? Oh, he's having nightmares about having children. He's having like a JD from Scrubs scenario while looking strangely like Zach Braff. Okay, he's having a nightmare in which thousands of babies are shot at and thrown on him. His wife is shooting them out projectile style. They have vampire teeth. He's screaming in terror. He still hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> he, he's still. Okay, Dan, does he have any dialogue? That was flat out embarrassing. Oh my god, is he autistic? After seeing those kids, Drano sounds like a good option. Well, that was ADR. <laughs> yeah, what? Jamie Kennedy's like, playing a Game Boy Advance. They're like, Jamie, on d day of, we're not going to have you say anything. We'll just patch in jokes later. Hey! You have someone you can relate to. Okay, honey, look. I know you're upset, okay? I've seen this woman in a thousand movies playing exactly this role. It's like a Jenna Elfman type. Yeah, right. Like discount bargain bin Jenna Elfman. Yeah, but she has just herself, not two boys, no pizza parlor. Jamie Kennedy is just a discount version of Jamie Kennedy in this movie. Remember when they made this show Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place, and then in the second season they just got rid of the pizza place? No, I did not watch that one, Dan. It starred Ryan Reynolds, dog. I was probably like, you know, uh, <laughs> watching things of severity and, and importance like, at that time. Like ER? I've never seen ER. Never seen an episode of like ER. Like Allie McBeal? Never watched Allie McBeal. The, well, no, I watched the first few seasons like when I was like a kid, basically. That's got the Lucy Liu. Uh, never seen Felicity. Flockhart. Never seen Dawson's Creek. Portia de Rossi trifecta. I would fuck Portia de Rossi. Uh, until she was straight. You got room in your dog Dude. <laughs> I would convert her. Like like Ben Affleck With... in every movie we watched this season. <laughs> yeah, like like every character in every movie we've ever watched for this look, podcast. Look, it's son of Milo. <laughs> okay, why is it the same dog? It's for sure not the same dog. But like Milo same style of dog. 13 times over. To show that they're kindred spirits. He's the son of the mask, dude. To show that a severely stupid person could think that this was actually a sequel to the mask. It's a Jamie Kennedy vehicle. Oh, those three words will never be in a sentence ever again from now until the rest of time, definitely. But only referring to things from the past. We've seen our last of Jamie Kennedy's vehicles. <laughs> He's berating his dog for being a poor thief. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy's teaching his dog how to steal, <laughs> playing Nintendo SP while his wife screams at him, and having nightmares about babies. This is really the 2003, I don't know, I'm guessing 2003 uh, equivalent of Stanley Ipkiss, that's for sure. A complete pussy with no job <laughs> aspects. Stanley Ipkiss worked at a fucking bank. He had a great job. Bro, you're missing fucking straight up Norse mythology. Uh, I've... This is, this is unacceptable. <laughs> and I'm so gonna divorce good. you. <laughs> Generally a poor actor. You're so good, Jamie. Everyone believes in you. Really? So were you not a fan of the Jamie Kennedy experiment when no. it was on? Oh, I loved that when it came on. I guess I would have been like 10, 11. Like, I thought it was like goyish character work. <laughs> it was bad. So much what are we doing now? Is this his job? Jamie Kennedy's job is to dress like a giant turtle and wander around a factory. And here's one for you. Right. What do I have to lose? You got nothing to lose, man. I'm Chuchu ice on Mike. Are you crazy? <sighs> That's Pabst, baby. <laughs> America's favorite new catchphrase. Hi. That's Pabst, baby. 
So Stanley Ipkiss worked at a bank. Jamie Kennedy dresses like a giant turtle and walks around in an Animagic yeah. Factory. Stanley Ipkiss has an arc in which he secures um, young Cameron Diaz. Jamie Kennedy has um, the girl who looks like Dharma and Greg. I have autism. I'm Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, you should cut that. <laughs> Bro, stop patching me up. Season four, Unbound. <laughs> like, your employer would have had to have now listened to, like, an hour no, of... No, that's just... That's, it's, 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 it's a tacky humor. You know who should have played this character? Is Topher Grace. That's a fucking stupid idea. Thanks for offering that up, though. <laughs> Uh, Topher Grace shouldn't do anything that he hasn't done. Enough of him is just an, as much as he's done. Anything more would be too much. <laughs> Only what he's ever done he can do. Look, it's just like the Coco Bongo. Except Scooby-Doo features Matthew Lillard, at least. This is like if Scooby-Doo had an abortion. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, he's Jamie's putting the mask on. The CGI is literally the same as the movie that came out like eight years earlier. And by the same, you mean worse. <laughs> it's like somehow worse. Oh no, what's he gonna look like with the mask on? I'm Jamie hate Kennedy this. has become the mask. Oh, oh my god, cringe. No. Already too much. Already too much, Jamie. Nope. <laughs> no. Don't you just love Halloween? No. Look at his hair, dude. What's with the voice he's doing? Trick or treat. He's like Elvis. Well, trick or treat. He's, he's wearing plastic hair. This Why is he doing a Clinton impression? This is cancerous. <laughs> my bad. Maybe I left in my other pants. Oh, boy. Okay. How long is he going to be the mask for? For a while? Or? You want spoilers? I'm on it. Okay. No. Previously, we got the epic dance sequence in the Coco Bondo. Bongo. The music sequence we get here is this. Oh, no. No, don't rap. Don't rap. Don't rap. Don't rap. Don't rap. Oh, Jamie, no. no. Oh, no. Are you fucking kidding me? This is unconscionable. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this, this is insane. This is completely insane. Poor Jamie Kennedy. What, what a terrible, terrible idea it was for him to do this. Oh, no. He's Neil Diamond, dude. What, because Jim Carrey was Elvis? Yeah. He's not even, he's just completely dumb. I don't think this mask that he's wearing can, like, emote like Jim Carrey's. Like, he looks like he's not speaking. He's just all teeth. It's because he doesn't have the facial talent that Jim Carrey has. Again, I think they're just telling him to say nothing and then recording all this after. Uh, yeah, man. Do you think oh, Jamie God. Kennedy could sing like what's just happening? What is happening? No. No. No, no, no. Oh, my God, dude. This is... This is... Putrid. Putrid. This is disgusting. Imagine tripping watching this movie. I'd rather die than trip and watch this movie. This is horrible. Like, Jamie Kennedy... This is like watching somebody commit suicide. This is like a suicide video. You ever watch, like, you go online, you watch the videos where, like, the reporter blows his brains out at the end of... Yeah, uh, but, uh... I'm expecting that from yeah. this. <laughs> Do you think Jamie Kennedy sits at home just, like, watching this, like, with a glass of neat whiskey, just, like... 
trash. Just like, what have I done? The mask has a wife in this one. Oh no! Oh no! He fucked her as the mask. Yeah, okay. of course he did. This is what else would he do? This is getting now. It's disgusting. Smoking! Somebody suck me! <laughs> that was the this is the part where you jam. This is the part where you boogie. That was. I mean, that was. That, I, I'm gonna live le less. Gonna live a shorter life from having watched that musical sequence. So as of right now, better or worse than grind? Daniel Moss would like to see you in his office. Better or worse than grind. I, I, my mind is blown by the question, honestly. <laughs> it's it's really hard to answer that. I mean, you, it, that's like, what's worse? Like a chicken sandwich you left out for 14 years or a hamburger you left out for 14 years? It's really tough to say. This has that spark I was looking for. This has that spark. He's like, um, uh, he's like, uh, Igor, who is that actor from like the 19. No, this, this reference is killing right now. Um, he's like, he's like the planes from talk about from Casablanca. Yeah, he was in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, too. Shout out to that little dude. He for sure is, is that dead. Peter Lorre? Peter Lorre, yeah, got him, got him, dude. Someone's gonna Sick learn. Reference. You miss Jamie Kennedy's dance, bro. Dan, there's nothing to miss from this movie whatsoever. This is like tough. This is tough for me. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm not gonna believe what. Tell me what? What? Okay. I think I might be pregnant. All right. So Jamie Kennedy became the mask. Probably had sex for longer than 30 seconds for the first time in his entire life. His wife did not notice. And now she's pregnant with a mask baby? Is that what we're doing? Mask baby. <laughs> That's like the crux here. Um, it's more like a mask baby. Baby, baby. Uh, oh. oh, I get it. I get it. Son of the mask. Yeah, you know. I fucking, I get it now. It's because uh, he has a son. This is like Baby Geniuses 2. Been waiting to I don't know the reference. Nine months now. Did you ever see Baby Geniuses 1? Mm -mm. Genius movie. Dare I say Baby Genius. Baby Geniuses 2? Fucked. Just fuck. Like in a good way? Or? No. no. Add Baby Geniuses hey, to the list. Mark it. One and two? Well, let's see how one goes. Oh, God. <laughs> The thought of watching Baby Geniuses while I'm currently watching this movie is strong, strong pain for me. You know, Thor never gave me this kind of trouble. Oh, here we go again with the Thor crap. Thor, Thor, Thor. You know, Father, I'm not like Thor. I'm never going to be like Thor. I just wish, can't you just love me for who I am? You'll never be Thor. Not many things can be Thor, Dan. Be a quality movie series, you know? Three amazing entries, and by that I mean one, one good one, two average. This movie's blending what's real and what's animated so well, you know, so well. It's like real life. <laughs> now the baby is blowing his head into a balloon. Yeah, and it's no one, no one's concerned about what they're seeing here. They right? can't see. He's being mischievous. Um. Uh, Dan, Jamie Kennedy watched his baby playing the maracas <laughs> on an ultrasound right in front of his face. So I'm pretty sure they've seen at this point. I could have been a doctor if the SAT weren't so culturally biased. Uh, Alan Cummings has turned into a bee who looks like Slimer <laughs> and is speaking in monologues with his mouth not moving. Great. Great. <laughs> Super. Bingo. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy asleep with a book called Express Yourself Creatively on his face is pretty meta for this movie. That is very telling, yes. That's a There's a beautiful symmetry to that, Dan. I will say this. I am getting more out of this than I feel like I got out of my last watch of Speed Racer. Why do, 
Why does he talk to his baby like it's a dog? He talks to his dog like it's a person. I can't get a handle on his performance at all in this movie. It's very Michael Jackson. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm just taking care of my kid. I'm just taking care of my kids. Listen to him right now. <laughs> Daddy's got to go go to work dressed like a giant tortoise. <laughs> He's definitely doing a voice he's, for this movie, and it is not connecting. He's going to leave the baby home by itself. That's what he's getting at. There's going to be a scene where he's dangling it out of a hotel window. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I'm like, when I close my eyes, Dan, I see his prosthetic mask face and his teeth. <laughs> like, he had a bottom and a top gap. It was so weird, dude. It was te- it was harrowing. It was real tough to look at. His head, everything is frozen in place. Why was his hair plastic? He was like a mannequin. <laughs> Jim Carrey was just bald in it. Yeah, but Dorian Tyrell had a fucking toupee at least. He did, he did. Hmm. Well, I think they made the wrong choice here. <laughs> That's something I can guarantee that uh, they went a different route. It did not connect. Uh, it's another another misstep here, I'd say. I'm assuming he's seen the dog and baby fighting as cartoon CGI characters several times over. Ah! Sorry, that baby actually scared me. <laughs> that was legitimately terrifying for the wrong reasons. Once and always, the Movie Blues podcast is sponsored by Seagram's Escapes. Jamaican me happy. Play the ad. <laughs> you want me to play the, the commercial over the movie? Then I'm picking it to an exorcist. The difference. <laughs> What's the difference? You know what, Dan? One day we're watching one of these movies. I'm gonna freak. I'm just gonna freak out. I'm gonna snap. I'm gonna go on a killing spree. That's that is confirmed. And when they do the toxicology on my body, they'll be like, "What did they find in him? What what kind of substance could have made him possibly do this?" And then, bam, baby. Seagram's escapes. Sip happiness. Sip happiness, Dan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That seems like a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Cummings pulls out a, a, a oversized anvil-esque looking axe. A hatchet, if you will. Which then it's another hatchet emerges from that hatchet. Which is holding a gun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Nothing excessive going on here, folks. Who came up with this shit? J- Jamie, Kennedy. can you look up what that baby's been up to these days? Oh, he died. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was cancer. <laughs> Dan, is there anything better than hearing the voice of famed actor Bob Hoskins coming out of Jamie Kennedy's mouth? Who, who was this? Who was this made for? Do you want to know what else the baby was in? Sure, Dan. He was in uh, Baby Steps, living on the set of Son on the Ma- Son of the Mask for the bonus features for the DVD of Son of the Mask. Well, I'm glad that panned out for his parents. We moved to California. As of 2021, he's 18 years old. Probably addicted to drugs. There is 0% chance he is not addicted to drugs. He's for sure on drugs. He's like, you don't remember what it was like. This is Tim Avery. I had to watch Jamie Kennedy improvise. Your baby's under arrest, sir. <laughs> Do you think we could get Jamie Kennedy on the podcast? Um, I love you. If he's sober enough. Pass. I think he drinks things a little harder than Jamaican Me Happy Seagrams. <laughs> like his own fucking tears. Yeah, like his, <laughs> a, a vial of his own tears. I've been crying ever since I made the mask. <laughs> Why does he sound like that? I've been crying since I made the mask. Everyone was so mean to me. <sighs> All babies were harmed during the making of this film. <laughs> Emotionally. Emotionally. PTSD confirmed. 
<clears throat> Did they shoot all Bob Hoskins scenes in his bedroom or something? Is that <laughs> for sure? <laughs> I'll do it, but I have to be in my bedroom. <laughs> what are you doing in there? He looks like Wilford Brimley in this movie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Back in my day, we just beat the shit out of the children. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I I haven't known what to do with Loki since the conversion camp didn't work. <laughs> You see, Loki is like a Christ-like figure in this film. Oh, that's what they're doing. That's why I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, should we call Josh and see? Yeah. How the Bible reflects. Son Josh, of the how mask? accurate is "Son of the Mask" to the Bible? What is this? <laughs> wow. Wow. That was disgusting. I hate this. <laughs> I hate myself in this right now. <sighs> oh God. Is that you? It's me, Loki, with a wig. I, I just had a women's wig at home. Alan Cummings' superpower is cross-dressing. <laughs> he's really expanding his range. In Son of the Mask, yeah. He's, he's really stretching. He's really gaping his range. Fucking hell. It's not the Alan going. It's the Alan coming. I <laughs> want. Loki just shoved a stick of dynamite into his own ass, TNT, and then lit it. He sure did. What did, what did Alan Cumming think as a hero of the LGBT community, shoving a stick of dynamite up his ass and riding it into the sky? While abducting a baby. In a children's movie. Yeah, right. That, this was maybe not his best move. Progressive. Yes, it's all a spiral. This is why they hate us, Dan. Jamie Kennedy just went to dropkick his wife. Jamie Kennedy going to bat again. Struck him out. Oh my god. Jamie Kennedy murdering his wife. Third act. Son of the mask. This movie, to me, is is like um, just a metaphor for being addicted to pot. Like, J Jamie Kennedy's torched his whole life. Like, the mask is pot in this situation. He's thrown his whole life down the toilet over the mask. He can't keep up with his animation job. He's he's just lazy. He's alienating all of his loved ones. He's playing video games the whole time. This is an anti-drug deal. Milo. Yeah, it's tricking my brain when he says Otis. Because I want it to be Milo. The wife is the only one who's like, why is the dog green? Yeah, Jamie Kennedy's had no reaction to anything mask-related. No, the second he met Alan Cumming, he's like, oh, you're why my baby has superpowers. Great. Yeah, again, his baby was playing maracas in the womb. So, really, he's just been checked out. Again, he's addicted to weed, so... He, he, to him, it was a hallucination. Drug-induced drug hallucination. He's convincing the dog to give up the mask by explaining to him that his baby is the dog's brother. He's reasoning with a dog. Well, this is a dog that was speaking French a second ago, so... Uh, oh, no. Ew, weird. Uncomfortable, weird. Yeah, that dog just fucked that other dog. <laughs> Ugh. Like Alan Cummings stealing a baby, not good optics. That's already what they think of Hollywood, you know? <laughs> yeah, the messaging was right there all along. Yeah. These wow. filmmakers were trying to tell us something. That's what we call hiding in plain sight. Do you know that there was a scene cut out of this movie, Dan? This movie? Yeah, that to make the rating. Have you ever seen it? It's on YouTube. It's uh, when he has sex with her. The sperm is swimming through her canal and all has mask faces. No. I'm 100% serious. You can look it up on YouTube. 100% serious, dude. That would have been hilarious, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it would have gotten a laugh out of me now. That's for sure. You like games, huh? In a desert of laughs, that is this movie. <laughs> that would have really given me a lot of mileage. Smoking! Yeah, yeah, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Great. S smoking. This movie's guaranteeing I'll never watch The Mask again either. <laughs> this, is, this is it for me. Like, end of the road with mask properties. 
It's party time. P-A-R-T. Oh, God. Alan Cummings playing Twister with a baby. (laughs) Terrible optics. Horrible career optics, Alan. Because I gotta. Oh, they're wrapped up in each other and laughing. I hate, Dan, I hate, I hate this. I hate this. Okay, Alan Cummings, part of their bodies are all stretching. (laughs) This is hard. This is worse than anything David Cronenberg would put in a movie. A, a, baby gr- is, a grown man. The baby is man. tickling Alan Cumming, who is dressed like Gerard Way. A grown man dressed like a goth Z- Ziggy Stardust, dude, playing Twister with a CGI baby. This is like, I mean, this is rancid. Oh, this is bottom of the barrel. This is it. We've arrived. Okay. You give me Alvi, and the mask is yours. Why did they do this to the mask? This is so beat. <laughs> like, this is such a disappointment, too. Like, At least he was in Space Jam, too, to get redemption. Oof. Maron. Oh, dog bit Alan coming in the nuts, and his eyes flew out of his head and went into space, past a satellite. I didn't ever want to see the, the version of the mask again from Jamie Kennedy, but here we are. Jamie Kennedy was like, I'm not finishing this movie unless you let me wear the pink suit again. Jamie Kennedy's dressed like Ivan Ooze right now. <laughs> like a mix between Ivan Ooze and Captain Falcon. No. It's terrifying, dude. I wanna that's what I wanna be for Halloween, is Jamie Kennedy as the mask. What I wanna be is one of the execs watching the dailies of Jamie Kennedy's performance in the mask. Yeah, right. Oh, he has a mask mobile. <laughs> this is good. Now we're doing full-on Batman and Robin Schumacher. He's in a full mask mobile. It looks like a giant. Yeah, wait till you dildo. see the fucking mask credit card. That that would be low key compared to this. Low key, know what I'm? No. Hell yeah, brother. Smoking. You want to have some fun, kid? You stick with me. Yeah, I'm sure Alan Cummings said that to a baby before. You're gonna get sued for libel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Alan Cummings' lawyer, if you're listening to this, uh, sue the people who made Son of the Mask instead. Uh, Taikati and Saul to lose him for good, lover. They had your client put a, a stick of dynamite up his rectum and fly away into space on it. So <laughs> you think about that before coming for me. If you're watching the third act of Son of the Mask, just throw on the soundtrack to Batman Forever. It syncs up perfectly. Did you ever watch Son of the Mask while listening to Dark Side of the Moon backwards? No, I did not, uh, honey, and I think I'm sure it would work. Only, only way they'll save this one, Dan, is if the final scene in this movie is Alan Cummings as the mask and Jamie Kennedy as the mask just butt-fucking each other in front of a whole crowd of people. Like Crank, like crank 2 yeah. style. Crank 2 style all the way. No, Jamie... You can't find me if you're locked in a truck. That's what you wanted to do to follow up Jim Carrey's masterful performance? Was jump in the air and fart in his face, dude? Come on. I'd say you're better than this, but you're not. He's not. <laughs> Should have just stuck to the Jamie Kennedy experiment. You know, like, he really yeah. fucked himself with Malibu's Most Wanted was already a stretch. He refers to Malibu Most Wanted as his finest work. Yeah, I'm, I mean, sad. He, he only has three pieces of work. One of them's this. <laughs> Again, Jamie Kennedy vehicle. You know, when they pitched Jamie Kennedy this movie, they said that it was going to be a revolution for special effects. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is an absolute eyesore at all times. Oh, God. Okay. Never going to see Alan Cummings the same way after this, that's for sure. (laughs) Or babies, probably. (laughs) Why, that's a swell idea. Your kid hates you, Jamie. He's been a terrible father. Jamie Kennedy's mask voice is so ill-advised. Yeah, he doesn't realize that the baby's choosing between his absentee father and the guy he was just playing Tongue Tornado Twister with. I'm your real dad. Come on, (laughs) 
from the makers of one guy who watched a couple Tim Burton movies. <laughs> Son of the mask. Grow up. I love you. The baby's like, you didn't play Twister with me, father. Oh, God, I'll <laughs> never live past that scene. That scene is going to fucking haunt Wait till me. the baby picks Alan Cumming. <sighs> Please pick him. Dude, if the baby picked Alan Cumming, this movie would go up like seven points. Uh-huh. Yes. That's bringing it to a negative one. <laughs> it's like the god of mischief means the god of excessive violence. Like The god of show tunes. <laughs> Nathan Lane saw this movie and was like, oh, wow. He was no. jealous. He was like, why was I not cast in that film? Look at those gains on his arm. Now it's like Saw. Dun 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 Jamie Kennedy, you have five seconds to decide. Hello, Let your Jamie. family be smashed by a hammer or take drill bits to your room. Will you finally admit that you can be a good husband <laughs> and save your family? Or let your dog and your baby get rescued by an insane gay man. <laughs> let the game begin. Uh, Bob Hoskins. Uh, why did they wake you up from your slumber to make this movie? Look, he had to be on set this day and everything. This is like sadder than Sean Connery in <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This is way, way worse. Way sadder. Way worse. It's like, do you want to play Twister, Daddy? No, Daddy, no. <laughs> now we will go back to Asgard and play Twister. No. I don't understand the reference. Did you show the baby on Earth how to play Twister, son? <laughs> Did you do it like I taught you? Mission complete. What the fuck is that? What am I looking at now? Is this like the making of the movie? What in the fuck is going... Oh, this is his new animation game. Oh, God. Oh, so Jamie Kenny invented, uh, like... My motion capture. That's he invented, the moral uh, like baby yes. boss, boss baby. He invented baby geniuses. Well, <laughs> baby geniuses predated this movie. So hard it was way better. Yeah, I can imagine almost anything would be better than this. <laughs> baby genius is a genuinely a good movie. Oh, Cal Penn, thanks for your contribution to this film, buddy. You really did it. This is how you get into Obama's cabinet. What on earth are you doing now? <laughs> when will it end? Did you see those Fidel brand yeah, cigars? Yeah, Fidel cigars. Dated. Ew, what the... Chill, Quentin. <laughs> There's a bunch of feet on screen. A bunch of feet snuggling going on. What a weird shot of four feet <laughs> fucking each other in front of a TV. Like, that was unnecessary. This is about the creation of the Tex Avery show. Ugh... I pray this baby doesn't remember having shot this movie. Pray. He's 18, bro. Oh, yeah. God. <sighs> no. Okay. Um, that was, um... That was a movie we watched for the podcast. Uh, I have watched now this week. I want everybody to take real note of this. <laughs> uh, this week I've watched Spiral from the Book of Saw. Which you gave a comfortable 6.9. Um, yeah, I mean, compared to something like this, it should be like a 600.9. <laughs> um, no, honestly, this was... Uh, this was uh, an exhauster. For to be sure. fair, you skipped the good 20 minutes. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Don't say that. You know you know you're glad to have skipped any part of that movie on purpose. Um Son of the Mask, uh really unfortunate. It was like watching yourself die from outside of your body. <laughs> Dan, what did you think? It was bad. It was quite bad. It was yeah, quite bad. So it's, if you had to watch that or Speed Racer again, which would you choose? Again, when? How much time do I have between now and this rewatch? Like 
next week. I would like to hear that song again. <laughs> I really... You mean Coco Speed Racer? You know when you get into a hole on the internet and you're like watching like bad music? You're like watching bad music videos. You're like watching... I do no, this at least. No. Um, all right, you're not willing to admit it. I know the I thing. mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I guess watching the difference six videos, between, but those are great. The difference between you and me is I know what I'm watching is bad. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, whereas I just avoid everything bad and everything I like rules. <laughs> that is... If you could that's so only strong. see the way... Is this Eve 6? No, that's... Uh, I don't know. Vertical Horizon or something? Yeah, that sounds Maybe about. you would understand. Uh, zero out of ten. <laughs> Dan, what are you going to give um, the son of the mask? Yeah, I give this a respectable, like, zero out of ten. Respectable zero. <laughs> did, was that, did did that meet your expectations? Did it surpass your expectations? Where did it fall on the ex- expectations line graph? Um, are you Are you referring to the movie Blues line graph? Where Little Italy is all the way at the top, and no, 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 different this is graph. just a chart of what, what, how much you expected and what you expected from this movie versus what it delivered to you. Um, I think it's one for one, honestly. I thought it was going to be unbelievably bad, and it was, it was not enjoyable, and I didn't think it was going to be. There was no world where I thought it was going to be like. Uh, Did you think it was going to be that bad? I got much more enjoyment out of something like Incident at Loch Ness than this. Just like, oh, yeah. Just, this was like, this is putrid trash. <laughs> this is, the the like I said, the, the bottom of the barrel. There's no lower. I can't think of a worse movie than this. Would you rather watch this or Jupiter Ascending? This. <laughs> so I guess you found it pretty quickly. Jupiter Ascending is like pulling teeth. It's, it's unbearable. Unbearable movie. I mean, the... This was, I mean... Hey, you're like a werewolf or whatever. At least if I were to rewatch this movie, there'd be 20 new minutes, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that we skipped anything, because we recorded three episodes today, but just saying. Dan, uh, any closing thoughts that you'd like to add to this, or are you feeling, you feeling solid with this one? Do you think Andrew Fisher has, like, a line on Jamie Kennedy? What, like, that we could get in touch? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's right around his talent bracket. <laughs> All right. Shout out, Andrew. What's up? Um, yeah, I want hope to. Hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. I want to, uh, from the revisionist history department, just real quickly, it's a little tag uh, visit that Aaron Wheeler messaged me last night at like midnight because um, he was catching up on the show and wanted to inform me that he doesn't actually care whether. I watch or like Lord of the Rings or not, and that I've misinterpreted all of his numerous rants. Well, and I said that's a fucking liar. <laughs> Everyone cares about everything. That's what I've always been saying this podcast. So, uh, especially when it came to Spiral and Incident at Loch Ness, Dan saying he doesn't care and that he felt nothing. That's a mask, and we all wear masks, Dan. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> baby, masked baby. <laughs> Now it's like saw. Hello, Jamie. Will you finally admit that you can be a good husband and save your family? Or let your dog and your baby get rescued by an insane gay man? Let the game begin. You thought that sounded good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, are you ready to start your show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Rachel's Review Corner. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel, for inviting me onto your show. Um, As a guest, would you like to introduce me? Um, This is my guest for this week. His name is Daniel Lyons. Everyone give a round of applause for Daniel Lyons. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. So good to feel welcomed (laughs) in your home. And and may I say what a beautiful studio you've erected down here in this basement. Thank you. I have collected a lot of toys over the years. Thank you for And I have displayed um, my collection. Well, we all appreciate that. 
cool. Okay, Rach, take it from there. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I'm uh, hosting. Uh, okay. Uh, Rachel, uh, due to uh, vocal cord damage, can't fully host the show today, so I'm gonna have to take the reins a little bit just to help. I can introduce the movie. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that would be a great idea. This so, week we're... on Rachel's Review Corner, mm-hmm. we watched a movie, The Conjuring 2. No, no, Shit. no. I'm saying two. Like, we watched two movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it is the, the Conjuring 3 um, is the movie that we watch. Um, and uh, I was signaling you as your producer to tell you that it was, in fact, two movies. My mistake. Um, we actually saw a movie in theaters, did we not, Rach? We did. I did not know we were speaking of that movie as we well. We are. This is a double episode for you. What? Um, Let's make it quick. I, regardless, it'll be quick, no matter what. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, for uh, Rachel's show that she invited me on today, she wanted to talk about The Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And also... A Quiet Place 2. Nice, Rage. (laughs) Um, And um, what may I ask you, uh, would you like to speak on first, uh, Rage? Maybe in the order that we saw them or just whatever's feeling hot? I'm pretty open. Do you have a preference? No, I don't. All right. Let's start with A Quiet Place 2. All right. Quiet Place 2. Let's go. Um, A Quiet Place 2 directed by John Krasinski. Again, um, this is... The second in um, a supposed trilogy, um, according to John Krasinski, and apparently one is going to be coming out like within a year because this one was supposed to come out a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we actually returned to the theater for the first time, which was pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel stayed masked up. I did. I masked up for the whole movie, and it was cold in there, so I didn't really mind. <laughs> thank you debbie downer for that uh weather review of what the movie was like um uh i was normal temperature um but i felt as if the guy sitting next to me was either sleeping or had like um awake sleep apnea just like every single time we go to the movies or we used to in the past you sit next to someone who is totally inappropriate during a movie yeah and i can't even hear them from two people down no this guy was like Um, so I, I requested that we moved um, uh, also so I could blaze in the hallway of the movie theater. But I did not know that the movie was about to end. <laughs> I so did. So that I apologize and, for. Yeah, so we happened to sit in the middle of the theater where we were next to people on both sides when we should have moved and most of the theater was open. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dan wanted to move. I had a feeling the movie was just about to end. But we moved. Those seats were more comfortable. Should have done it earlier. Should have done it earlier. You live and learn. You live and learn. Um, so, A Quiet Place, how many Golden Rachels would you give this one? What's it out of? Five or ten? Uh, let's go with ten. Um, a six. Um, Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, Weird that you would pick a six almost as if you read my my in-depth review of it and just strongly agreed with your husband. Um, But yeah, no, this this movie did not work. We're just twin flames. We're just twin flames. Um, This movie did not work for me, a variety of reasons, mostly being that it didn't bring anything new to the table, that it wasn't in the first one. It followed the same beats. It had the same third act crescendo and uh, in and around the same thing even as the last movie um i like the first 15 minutes kind of reminded me of wonder woman 1984 it was like i really like the first 10 minutes of this movie the rest i could have very much done without um i just thought it was dull uh didn't think it was anything special i thought it, it started off pretty strong um but then there were some scenes that started to bother me because i felt like the characters were doing things that were incorrect or out of character just to bring you to the next scene right um there were some gaps in logic too that we didn't appreciate throughout the movie um kind of some moments where we just kind of laughed out loud not for the right reasons um we were trying to figure out at one point how an alien got onto an island in the movie. Right. Well, um, so spoilers, I guess. Um, can I spoil? Am I allowed to do that? I think you're fine. Okay. Um, so basically, um, two of the characters take a boat to an island um, after escaping an alien attack. 
and they spend 24 hours on this island and then suddenly one of the characters checks the boat and there is an alien that was hanging on to the bottom of it that just at that point decided to attack. Um, I don't understand because the aliens, they didn't have, from our understanding, the ability to like plan Mm. something. So I just don't understand why the alien wouldn't have eaten the two humans on the entire boat ride. Mm. I think it is because from thinking about it, I've realized that it was a separate boat. Um, That the boat that the main characters arrived on was one boat. The other boat in the action scene uh, that preceded the scene, there was like a police boat where a bunch of people got thrown off and the alien was stuck on the police boat. What? And it floated away because we never checked back in on that. But um, I only was able to figure that out by looking into it and asking around and figuring it out myself. How did the bo- how did the boat get? The boat just to drifted the to the island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I felt like this one just uh, you know the monsters were cool, kind of like they were last time, but not given much purpose, not really given much character. Um, it just like bored me mm-hmm. generally um, when I thought that they kind of had set up a good idea with the first one and then just never followed through with anything. Um, I also think it's really cheesy when sequels are like um, five minutes later instead of like two years later. Mm-hmm. I really don't like sequels that pick up right after the previous movie ends. I spend the whole time trying to compare what the characters looked like especially child actors it's very Mm -hmm. tough to go with uh, making a movie that's set so close to something where all the kids were a certain age and now they're different Um, it just looks like a cheesy almost like 80s-esque type uh, horror sequel and I just did not appreciate it no thank you all right, should we move on? I'm going to pass. My producer's telling me it is time to move on. Um, and that brings us to our second movie, um, The Conjuring 2, according to Rachel. <laughs> um, Rachel, uh, we watched The Conjuring instead on HBO Max in the safety of our living room. Um, I enjoyed that more. Um, me too. <laughs> personally. Oh, you meant the experience? Just like not having the, the guy heavy breathing next to me. I That's unfortunate it. that that happened to you. Um, and uh, <laughs> so we watched The Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Rachel had had never seen one or two. I think I have. Um, she thinks she has. That's a new update. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, Rach, what did you think about this one? How many golden Rachels do you want to give this one? I I hate rating movies like that, but wow. I guess I would give it an eight or nice. a nine or something. I- Sick rating. <laughs> Eight or a nine. I thought it was a really good movie. I really didn't have any complaints about good, it. Good, good. It was a good horror movie. Yeah. Um, it uh, didn't follow the usual uh, path of an, an exorcism. It was a little different, and I know that's because it was a sequel, and they wanted to try something. Well, actually, it's also based on a true story. Yes. Um, but I thought it was original. It was good acting. It was scary. It was yeah. lovely. Rich, that's a great review. Um, I I also enjoyed it. It was not quite as good as the first one. The first one, I think, is still the best. Um, The second one, I could have done without. This one, I enjoyed a lot and thought was, you know, just a fine horror tale. Mm -hmm. Just a good time on a a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really appreciated that. Um, I did want to bring up one thing uh, about that movie that you kept bringing up as kind of a critique. I wanted to explore that quickly before we leave. Now the two lead actors of the film, Patrick <laughs> Wilson and Vera Farmiga, I think are two very attractive, middle-aged, lovely people. Um, I think they're great in their respective movies. And I think they're both perfectly attractively fine people. Um, Rachel, however, was saying something to the effect of Vera Farmiga looks like she could be Patrick Wilson's grandmother. <laughs> not, not grandmother. Uh, she could be a grandmother she, or oh, yes. she could be his mother. Okay, so which one of those? Uh... <laughs> so I, I think she's beautiful. Oh, okay. There's no doubt about right. it. Okay. They're both very good to look at. Okay. They're Killing um, with kindness, you know? They're, no, I think she's gorgeous, but I genuinely thought she was at least 57 years old. And apparently she's 47 years old. And apparently she's the same age as him. Wow, you're kind of backpedaling on the compliments now. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, and that's fine. She's still beautiful, but I genuinely think she looked 10 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> and did that affect your enjoyment of the film? No. Okay, well, it's good we don't have an ageist here. <laughs> um, I thought it, I thought it was good. I, th- I like that they did stuff with their relationship. I thought that was cute. They're so cute. Because the other two movies, 
and I might be remembering it slightly wrong, are not as cute. There wasn't, like, much to do about their relationship. That flashback of them kissing in the mm-hmm. gazebo was, like, the first time they've ever done that in the series. Um, that being said, th- this is part of a larger universe of movies. There are seven Conjuring universe movies, which include four spinoffs. Um mm. Don't think I'm going to subject you to those. Yeah. I don't think that's really up your alley, but maybe you'd want to watch one or two someday, or just we're good. Throw it on. I'll, I'll uh, have a seat on the couch. Rachel's got a good uh, system where, like, if I throw something on, sometimes she has a seat on the couch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, like, the first 20 minutes got to be pretty, you know, upbeat, um, pretty good, and I can hook her with anything, really. Because the day before, you were like, ugh. I mean, conjuring. I don't want to. Or, or you just have to catch me when I'm procrastinating something. And so then it just makes sense to just sit on the couch and get engaged in whatever you have on the TV. Wow. Okay. So you get you get interested in my bad movies when you are putting something off. Correct. (laughs) I'm glad we really got to the bottom of this. Um, I would like to address one more thing before we go, um, and that is. Are you looking at the timer? Don't look at the timer. No, I'm not looking. I Are you trying to your check face. how long this has been? I was looking at your face. It's been how long do you think we've been potting? 22 minutes. 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Are you like, sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I'm literally looking at the counter um, uh, just for those listening. Look, you want to keep them wanting more. Dan you know? and I lost an entire episode on the film Armageddon that neither of us were able to emotionally recover from. So I do what any person does when they're emotionally unstable. They go and make huge ticket purchases. So we are on our new Movie Blues mixer. Um, I'm able to see how much we've done. Usually Dan and I are literally just flying through space blind. (laughs) Um, I just get a feeling about when an hour is coming around. Um, But uh, yeah, Rach, um, talk to me about um, TV stuff really quick before we go because were you saying no, you don't? No, I just, um, what about? What what about? What could we possibly talk about? Well, we've watched a few things recently. We watched Mayor of Easttown, which Mm. I'm sure everybody wants to know specifically what you thought of. Um, (laughs) Rach, did you enjoy Mayor of Easttown? I mean, most people already saw my comment in the discussion zone, Um, (laughs) but... Um, I mean, I thought it was a pretty slow start. I thought it was kind of forgettable all, overall, but by the fourth of six episodes, mm-hmm. um, I I was curious to watch the last two. I watched the last two. And how would you stack it up against, uh, say, Defending Jacob, which is well, your last on. crime favorite? Defending Jacob is like a 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10. Just for anybody listening to this, contact my wife personally. She wants to talk about Defending Jacob. She needs to talk. Dan won't let me tell him what happened, but also won't watch it yeah, well, to I'm talk in, to me I'm about in a it. holding pattern right now with <laughs> Defending Jacob. The problem mostly being that we no longer have Apple Plus. So now like, I would have to download it, which is really even more difficult. Yeah, exactly. Just let me tell you. <sighs> Maybe not on air, though. <clears throat> I feel yeah, like, no, feel like right everybody now. wants to hear that. Um, I also enjoyed Mare of Easttown. I started out by not enjoying it. I throughout thought it was, like, deeply stereotypical of my people. And just, like, and I don't mean Jews. I mean, like, people from this area. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, just uh, once I got over everybody, like, comparing where they, like, ate their cheesesteak or where their church was on what street in which town in Delco, um, I did end up enjoying it. Um, it was super convoluted for no reason. It was like a love story inside of a different love story, inside of a murder, inside of a different murder. Um, so I did not appreciate that. But um, yeah, when it all shook out, it was good. I would not put it on the same level as like Big Little Lies or like mm-hmm. even Sharp Objects on HBO, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. Um, we watched so many crime shows that were like that over the last few years. Yeah, very did it sim- better. Can't think of any, but... Rach and I have seen a lot of crime shows where it's basically like somewhat interesting murder surrounded by super weird detective with like gross Well, feet that's problems. the ones we don't like. Well, some of the ones we like Two still Two of them had feet problems. The Night Of had feet problems, but I did... I think I enjoyed that Yeah, show. we really liked that. Um, but the foot problems were at a different level in that show. Um, and then The Sinner with Bill Pullman. <laughs> he had not foot problems, but maybe a foot fetish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was going on that year in the writer's room? I Basically, Dan and I just feel like we don't want so much character development of the detectives. Like, just stick to your... Make the crime more interesting. Stick to your crime. Than the detective. And that's a criticism of... Mayor of Easttown as well for me because like I understand the, the inclination is make these things so that the character study can be about 
the detective but i would argue that there are shows like true detective where it was about both it was about the killer's pathos and how interesting and intriguing the case was every bit as much as um uh the cro the gross creepy detective with like smoking problems and eating issues um so yeah um uh, maybe if you have to keep the gross like detective in it, like lean into it being a little more interesting than just like a girl got murdered. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the kid found in the woods. The high school shocked. I'm tired of that. Um. Also, we uh, Pennsylvanians don't eat cheese balls with cheese whiz. Yeah, uh, that was. We a, just don't do that. I felt that was a very racist moment. That was racist. Um, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out, uh, Rach. And um, finally, uh, coming around to something that we both enjoyed, um, Jupiter's Legacy. I was going to say, we must talk about that. We must talk about that. So um, to help my wife with her insomnia, I've supplanted her with the first four volumes of Jupiter's Legacy, the comic book, because she's been wanting to read at night. And I feel like a comic book is like something you would really enjoy, like a good comic. Mm -hmm. It's got like all the elements, you know, it's not like completely, you know, dull, like just reading a book at night is but also has a little fun in there sprinkled in for you i like you to have your fun hobbies while i'm passed out uh for work so uh rach tell us about um your favorite show jupiter's legacy a little bit and also the book that you're reading um so i really loved jupiter's legacy unfortunately it has been canceled after one season so i'm trying to let it go from my heart um the other thing is that while i was reading volume one of the jupiter's legacy comic i was at some point confusing it in my head with invincible <laughs> and like having to get it like straight multiple times well, yeah, I hope you got that under control at least. I did. It was just like while I was trying to figure out who the characters were because it was different than in the show, mm -hmm. I was like at points thinking of like Mark and <laughs> Omni-Man. And um, Omni-Man. And the scene where he's like, thank Mark, thank. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Jupiter's Legacy um, was, I thought, a really cool show that was kind of um, a, a superhero show mixed with Lost. Um, with cool time adventures. I already said all this um, in my previous discussion of Jupiter's Legacy. Yes. Um, and it left on some big uh, cliffhangers, and um, I'll find out when I read the comics. Mm. But you won't unless you read the comics, too. That's true. How is volume one that you finished? It was very good. Is it starting to resemble the show a little bit more? Or? A little bit, but it's still, it started in the 1950s, and it's only been in the 1950s mm. so far, which in the show, it flashes back between... <laughs> like the, oh, yeah, you're right. The this neither. one says like the 1950s, the, yeah, though. Yeah. So that's just very different. I don't know. I guess you'll have to find out. Obviously, it's based on it for a reason, so also, there maybe is things no, will start to happen. there's no black character in the comic, so I was very confused as to who the black character from the show was mm. in the comic. They're trying to diversify for television. Yeah, but I so, kind of liked it better. So black ink is very expensive in the comic book. Wow, okay. These are just the <laughs> Now that you're a comic book reader, these are the facts, kid. All right, well, uh, anything else you wanted to mention on your super duper episode today, Rachel? No, that's it. I'm enjoying these new uh, microphones. Cool. Do you feel, like, very fancy, like it's all coming together? Yeah, I feel kind of sexy. Whoa. Okay, so we're going to have to go <laughs> deal with this. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening.